So welcome back to Lancaster School District podcast, School Buzz. The purpose of our podcast is to discuss relevant topics with individuals who work for our school district and get the message out to parents and students and community members. So our topic today is um, Mariposa. They're a computer science immersion school, our first one, actually the first one in the Antelope Valley. And so we're really proud of them. And they've been doing this for a year now. And we're going to talk about some of the the pitfalls of starting an implementation and what they've really, the challenges and the things that they've really learned from this. So the ideas and opinions expressed are their own. That's not the official approved message. And this is a platform for the exchange of ideas and information. We know that when we're looking for computer science jobs, there's a lot of them that go unfilled in our, um, in the United States. There are a lot of kids that don't major in computer science, maybe afraid of it or don't think it's for them. But we have a lot of kids who, if we train them in the right way to have an interest in it, they could make great, great money as computer scientists or cybersecurity. There's just so many jobs that go unfilled. I know one of my, my contacts, Chris Vanderzee out at the base, says, we'll train people. Just give us people that want to learn. So when we're talking about doing computer science for our kids, it's really a way to give them a great job in the future which is what I think every school should be doing. So I'm going to let each of you introduce yourself. Give us just a short um, introduction about yourself and what, why you work at Mariposa and how long you've worked there, and uh, then we'll start. I'm Michael Choate. I'm the principal. I've uh, worked at Mariposa. This is, I'm completing my fourth year as principal. I'm Dennis Burden. I'm a second grade teacher. I've been teaching there for 23 years. This is the end of my 23rd year. I'm Anna Hill. I teach third grade, and I've been at Mariposa since 2001. I'm Stephanie Hernandez. I teach fifth grade, and this is my fourth year at Mariposa. Okay, great. So why is this a good place for kids to come? What's so great about Mariposa that maybe another school wouldn't have to offer? Well, certainly there are a, a number of reasons, many of, of which that we'll try to explain here, but um, I can tell you that at Mariposa Computer Science Magnet School, it's a beautiful thing when you have all students involved in a school focus, a focus that has uh, leads to a pathway to success and a job. And if you're talking about these high-tech careers that go on field in America, from whether it's Cisco Systems, whether it's Google, whether it's United States Air Force and security, there's all these unfilled jobs. And yet, uh, if we're scrambling at the last minute to get them, it's it's difficult and we fall short. So what we're trying to do at Mariposa is start these children at a very, very young age, not only to learn coding, not only to learn how to build a simple Lego robotic, but we teach them about a growth mindset, a mindset that taking academic risks is okay, that success is not measured by a single process that it's a journey and that success is a process that takes time. In coding, there's critical thinking and problem solving and students collaborating and, you know, they're learning perseverance through debugging of programs. And so that mindset has to start at a very young age. And I think that's one of our missions at, at, our, at Mariposa that uh, the teachers and our staff are highly engaged in. Not just teaching the code, but the mindset behind how to build things, how to program things, how to experiment till you get it right. Um, and this being our first year in the program, our students and our teachers have completely just 
jumped in. Um, so it's been really exciting to see our teachers learn and grow along with our students. And if you ask any of our students about one of their three epic builds throughout the year, they are so proud of their project. So that's been really exciting to see um, our students just take ownership. They want to share with whoever comes into our room. We have three epic build showcases every year where our community is invited to see the programs our students have been working on. And all of our students are volunteering to, to present and share information about their projects. Yeah, I loved your first epic build when I went out and they were designing video games. And the kids just talking about, and I can do this, and I can do that. And it was just so exciting to see their, the joy in their face about what they, what they had created. They were so happy. And it takes a lot of pressure off us as the teachers because the kids get to have those conversations with each other as opposed to us just, you know, giving them information all day long. They really do get to collaborate and problem solve with each other, which is really great to see. Yeah, they really develop a real sense of pride and uh, they have a feeling, of, a sense of accomplishment in what they've done. So they're like really happy to show you just what they've done. It's like, this is, this is my epic build. Mm -hmm. Come see it. Whoever is around, they'll show you exactly what they did and how it works. Now, I'm going to take you back because you talked about mindset, Mike, and people may not understand what that means. So when you say mindset, what does that mean? Well, mindset is um, a, a way in, in which uh, an individual or a student might look at a uh, problem and how to understand how to solve that problem. So a, a growth mindset would be one that is open for experimentation for different uh, types of solutions. It's one we use creativity to try to solve a problem. It is one that says, if I don't succeed right, if I don't succeed yet, I'm working towards success. You know, and this has been an implementation year as our, of our start with our partnership with Code to the Future, uh, which has uh, been a great company to partnership with. You know, you have to. You have to, as you learn and grow, you you have to, to look towards growing hasn't stopped. There's, you know, I'm not at a destination. It's I can, as a staff, we can always get better. As a student, we can always do better to try to do our assignments and solve our little coding issues as they build little robots and things like that. So if a parent thought, well, my kid's not interested in computer science or my kid has never shown an interest there, that shouldn't be something that keeps them from coming to Mariposa, what would what would be your requirement for a kid coming to Mariposa? Well, their willingness to work hard. We, uh, you know, we, we do. Um, you know, it's it's like any other school. We we have you know all the core subject matter. So we're looking for students that are that want to work hard and want to better themselves. And whether they're looking to be future coders or engineers, those. Coding and engineering goes hand in hand. Computer science, uh, you know, we do a lot more than coding. Mm -hmm. you know? Right. We just um, started our, our piloting of our one-to-one -one Chromebooks. Mm -hmm. um, so in addition to coding, our students now have access to technology at home so they can practice their adaptive math websites, typing at home. Um, we have the online library access to Sora, so they're reading nightly um, with their Chromebooks at home. So in addition to coding, there's a lot of other programs um, that our students can use. And a great amount of our site is uh, Google certified. Right. So um, even in first grade, our students are using um, Google suite apps like Google Docs and Google Classroom to create projects. 
And I'm just going to give Mariposa a shout out because you're the highest people checking out books from the online um, library. Any other school, you guys, those kids check out a lot of books. So that's yes. that's super and they're cool. motivated. There's different badges they can earn. So mm-hmm. some of them wake up at seven in the morning to earn an early bird badge <laughs> for Sora online reading. So it's really uh, made them excited about reading. Very cool. And I think one other thing that we can add to why is this a great place is I think that the parents are very excited as well. I mean, they have expressed so much happiness that we have this program here, and they're just so thrilled that their kids are at our school. So I think it. It really brings the community together. And when I've gone to your Epic Builds, you just have a packed house because you've got so many parents there that the kids have been going home talking about their projects. And, you know, it's a standing room only when I came to your, your Epic Builds. So that's really nice that your parents are excited about it too. What has been challenging about starting this implementation? Because every implementation has bumps in the road. So what's been challenging about this? Oh, I can <laughs> lead it off uh, a little bit. I mean, if you if you look at where we were not long ago, just last August, when the staff had uh, two-day, full-day trainings before school started, and we had this huge learning curve of a whole staff learning uh, Scratch, and then having to get all the students, you know, all our students, not some of them, to learn uh, the, the basic block-based program of Scratch. And so... You know, one of the challenges is naturally, of course, we're not talking about uh, starting a, a, a school program or focus for a, some of the kids or a few of the kids, or some of the teachers or a few of the teachers. It's been all of the teachers and all of the students. So that involved quite a bit of logistics and scheduling and, and continuous training from our Code to the Future coach that comes every week. and. And then uh, Mr. Ryan, our district coach, had also came and, and supported uh, this implementation in, in coordination with Code to the Future. And so he had a, a learning curve as well with the, the Code to the Future computer scientist that visits us weekly. And so it's been challenging, but if you look at how much has been accomplished in this year, it is truly amazing. Very good. And they're not coming for us with that siren. Uh, we're just in a room that has a, a, police, a police car going by. So um, I, th- I think that's really important to understand about Mariposa, that the computer program is not for the gifted children. It's not for one classroom. It's every single classroom, every single student at Mariposa that's getting this specialized training, which is awesome. And it does give um, our students who may be struggling with some of our academic areas, it does give them a place to shine Mm -hmm. because some of them are rocking and rolling with puzzles and putting um, Lego pieces together for their robot builds. So it's been really cool to see um, some of our students who have been struggling really shine in this area. And that's great because every kid has different strengths and different things. And learning to read may be very, very tough. It is. It's a hard thing to do. But when you can shine at something else, then you know you're still smart, even though you might be struggling with something else. Just the level of engagement between all, all the students, they, they're always ready to go. It's like, is it coding? Are we, gonna do, are we going to the computer lab to do our epic build? Um, are we doing our epic build right now? It's, it's like, okay, we're, we'll get there. <laughs> there. There's a couple of specific challenges. I know for the lower grades, just um, the logging in with a specific username and a specific password that's case sensitive. Right has been a challenge and continues to be challenging um, because the kids have to attend to detail. Right. They're missing one letter, uh, one number, they're not going to log in. And then that's when it, 
It's challenging. Yes, it could be very Even frustrating. Still, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a challenge, but it's also motivation is um, making sure you're here for all of our coding lessons. So Wednesdays are big code day. So if a student is absent, then they do miss our entire lesson of coding. So oh. it's been motivating for them to not be absent on Wednesday, or else they have a lot of catching up to do. Have you seen an increase in uh, attendance on Wednesdays? Me personally, Maybe. yes. My <laughs> students, they love their projects, so they don't want to be absent. Well, very cool. I know I have a full house usually on a Wednesday, so... Well, good. It's, it's like they're there and ready to go. Yeah, they're talking about coding before the bell even rings. They're talking about I can hear them on the playground talking about coding that day. Yeah, and another another thing that Challenge uh, brings, I've enjoyed to see every classroom has its uh, students that are quick to learn, become the, become superstars, and so... When there's challenges with the, the thing, with, whether it's logging in or having, uh, you know, someone struggling with a Lego build or something, uh, you will see students stepping up to help not only their own classmates, but classmates in other classrooms. Oh, that's awesome. And that is really, really cool to see. Yeah. So you got some student leaders that can come out and, oh, yes. and help out. I had a third grader that went to another third grade class, and he gave a whole presentation on how to scratch. So it was really awesome. Yeah, and and Scratch is a computer programming uh, language that the kids are using. It uh, was designed by MIT uh, for kids to learn computer coding. So we're not, we're not scratching ourselves, but we're, <laughs> we're using this program. And, and a lot of kids already know how to use that, so that's great. Um, can you tell me about a learning experience that make that you've witnessed or experienced that makes you a fan of this computer immersion program? Um, well, we're currently in our third epic build, which is Minecraft, and um, I have a student who doesn't voluntarily speak very often. Usually, if he's called upon or I engage conversation, then he will speak to me. But since we've started Minecraft, every time we are in that lab working on the computers on our desktops, he raises his hand and calls me over and engages conversation with me about what he's working on. So that's been very heartwarming to see him come out of his shell in this Minecraft world. That's wonderful. I would really enjoy the willingness of any student in the class to just help any any other kid out. And um, so if there's a problem, they need to fix some debugging, do some debugging, someone will come over and help them out, out with their problem. And there's always that willingness. Everyone's very helpful to each other. And I, I love seeing that in my students. And a really neat thing about the block-based coding, Scratch in particular, um, is there's more than one way to get an outcome. There's more than one way to get your character or whatever to move or do something that you want. So it's neat to see if somebody's having trouble and you have those kids that are volunteering to help. One child might do it one way and someone will do it another way. So it's just a really great way to show that we don't have to get to the same place using the same path. We can get there different ways and it's okay to use something different that maybe someone hadn't thought of. And that we don't always have to follow a set pattern, because then, right. then you can think and be a little bit more creative it's with it. It's almost like a number talk, mm -hmm. where you're talking about a certain concept, but you've got different ways to look at it. So That's wonderful. Um, were you going to add something, Mike? Yes. Um, <laughs> it's a proud, proud principal moment on our Epic Build uh, showcase to the community to go around to all the classrooms and to see all the students showcasing, telling their parents, uh, demonstrating what they've learned from the Lego communities in kindergarten to the, the We Do projects in the mid middle grades to the EV3s, Lego robotics, 
And it is just a wonderful thing to go through every classroom and to see students totally engaged with their parents and members of the community as they talk about how proud they are, they are of their accomplishments through that seven-week cycle period. That's great. Now, I know one of the things that made people a little bit nervous about doing this was that maybe they weren't good at, you know, they didn't have the computer background or they didn't have, a, they weren't computer scientists. You know, we're elementary school teachers. And I know that some of the staff, when you first were talking about it, were a little bit nervous about going on this journey. So have you seen a change in, I know that everybody at the, at, when we first, we're going to buy this for you, everybody's like, yeah, we're in, we're going to do it. Have you seen that continued uh, commitment by all staff members or are there some people like, nope, I'm out? No, we, we've seen the continued commitment. And, uh, you know, we've seen what, if you want to uh, call it, uh, you know, miracle, if, if you will, because, you know, when we did that uh, all-in video, um, there were staff members who, uh, who actually visited that uh, Workman Elementary School mm-hmm. and, uh, and brought back to other staff members what Code to the Future uh, school is like. But the reality is we had, we, we had some teachers that weren't as tech savvy and they were concerned, mm-hmm. um, but they took it on faith that they can do it. And, and so I'm here to tell you that they are doing a wonderful, wonderful job all the way into young students or students of special needs involved not only in coding, but also in uh, Google Classroom and been a, an amazing amazing uh, thing. Well, and that, that's tough on teachers because you're not only teaching math and language arts and yeah. uh, everything else that you have to teach, but now you've got to learn a whole different subject that you may not have grown up with and you're not comfortable with. Yeah. And to make that commitment to helping our kids learn, yeah. I think that that's something that makes me very proud of Mariposa. And I think the beauty of the Code to the Future program is it's okay if you don't completely finish your project because the kids are still engaged. They're still learning. There's still um, value in what they're doing. So even if they didn't quite get to the level where, you know, you're supposed to get, uh, the teachers were like, you know what, it's fine. It is what it is. They're talking to each other. They're helping each other. And they're still, like I said, they're still learning. Well, and I think the other thing that you had said this, Anna, that the kids are helping each other. So maybe the teacher doesn't know everything, but you got that little couple little bright little stars there that can, how did you solve that, Joshua? (laughs) And they can help the teacher learn. So that that ability to have that open mindset, like you said, Mike, not only for the kids, but for the teachers to know, I don't have to know everything, but I can learn. And I think that's really important. Yeah. It's been an extra commitment for our, our teaching staff. That is for sure. And, you know, we're looking to next year and we're looking to deepen the implementation through integrating the the coding into our core subject to support our core subject learning. We're already doing that in many ways with our NGS standards. You know, when you're talking about every teacher, every student, there's a lot to that. And so that's what we're trying to ensure that the students are getting an equitable education. Right. as well as uh, as they are participating in this coding. And it's exciting for our students as we move towards integration to see Minecraft or Scratch as an option for their final presentation. So mm-hmm. along with a Google Slides presentation or a poster, they found out Minecraft was their option for their end-of-unit NGSS science project to build a biosphere, oh. and they were all about that. So mm-hmm. it's really cool to see that integration happening. Yeah, and in my classroom, we did an end-of-unit um, project. We were working on the frog life cycle, so their end-of-unit project was to create some type of presentation on Scratch, 
where you'd click on certain pictures and it would give you uh, factual information about that particular life cycle. So not only learning the content, but also learning to program at the same yes. time. That's so they awesome. Had to, yeah, they had to <laughs> Google the vocabulary word, find the definition, and insert that into their Scratch presentation. Very good. You have a, a magnet school, and kids that don't live in your neighborhood can still come to your school. But if you had, like, let's say you had every classroom all the way filled, what could kids do to learn computer programming that aren't able to come to Mariposa? I think one thing they can do is check out scratch.mit.edu. Um, um, there's a lot of uh, resources there that they can look at and coding. And um, every year our district has been holding a day of coding event and all sites are welcome. We have an elementary day and a middle school day and um, it's put on by a lot of Mariposa staff. It is. <laughs> um, so they should look out for that Peach Star announcement next year, next spring, and um, sign up for that. It's a great experience to do some introdu introduction basic coding. And then one of the things that we've been doing for years at Mariposa is Hour of Code, which is the weekly coding event um, nationwide through code.org, so that's a great way as well. And that actually is always open every day of the year. If they're if they don't want to wait, they can get on code.org and go through. And there's tutorials and all kinds of things they can do there. Great. And if parents don't have the background, the great thing about these programs are the kids learn as they're doing. So you don't have to have a background as a computer scientist or have to know all the answers. Put your kid in front of that, let them play for a half an hour, and they're going to learn a lot of things on their own. Yeah, and having three epic builds really gives um, kids who are new to the school, perhaps they came mid-year, they're still going to get to do an epic build at least one, so it's really great. Great. Now, have you guys been producing any videos of these epic builds or putting anything together of kids explaining their projects? We do have a Facebook page where information, um, pictures, and um, videos of our showcases have been um, posted. On Instagram as well. Well, I'm going to offer you the district coaches because they've got video equipment and they can come out and help you produce some of these videos for you because I'd like to put them on your, your school webpage, your award-winning school webpage. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, just found out today. Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, so thank you very much for coming, Mariposa. Is there anything else you wanted to add? Well, um, parents, um, you know, future uh, jobs in uh, computer science and, and coding begin right here at Mariposa Computer Science Schools. So come start your pathway to success and enroll in our school. Yeah, now, Mariposa is a TK through 6th grade school, but for our kids that are in middle school, we also have computer science electives at every single middle school. And those programs match up with what's offered at the high school. So there's a nice pathway from TK all the way through high school. And even Antelope Valley College is probably not this fall, but the following fall is going to offer a Bachelor's of Science in Computer Science. So that's awesome. Don't even have to leave our valley and be totally trained and ready to go for all these great jobs that are here. Yes. And doesn't um, Antelope Valley College have a net network uh, server certificate? Yes, they do. Yeah. They have a, the high school has a virtual high school that offers a lots of different certifications, and then AB College also has Cisco certifications, server certifications, I mean, just tons of stuff. And if, if you're very motivated, Cisco actually does have an online certification program on their own. You don't have to be enrolled in high school or anything. You can just take that program. That is the gold medal standard, yes. Cisco program. Yes, they are. That's why we use Cisco products, because <laughs> they're great. All right, guys, thank you very much for coming today. Our community shout-out today is for our, they're actually our employees, but we 
we're going to give them a shout out anyway. It's our um, LA County Sheriff Department that works with our schools and helps make our schools safe, creates great um, relationships with our kids and our parents, and we just we love working with them, and we're glad that they're here. Mariposa Computer Science Immersion Magnet School is available if you want to sign up for that school for next year. They've got lots of great things there. You can find this podcast on SoundCloud, and eventually it will be on iTunes. Our next podcast will be our district technology coaches. They were mad that I haven't had them on yet, so they said they needed to do their own podcast. As we finish up this podcast, have a listen to Kelly and her students at Sierra playing Simple Gifts. Thank you.